Welcome to Books the Podcast, the only podcast about books. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. And we are booksmen. And I'd like to give a special welcome to all the teens joining us this week. (laughs) It's Sweet Valley High Month on Books the Podcast. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably got the email and saw we're going to do two of these books because they're short. And there were two... Two runaway winners, uh, uh, A Date with a Werewolf and Camp Killer. Uh, and Camp Killer, in particular, the the um, description... Camp ma- Killer. Yes. What did I say? Camp Killer. <laughs> Speed Demon. Uh, the, the description mentions a mountain man, a crazy mountain man, uh, which, you know, as everybody knows, is Tim's uh, most feared thing well when i'm in the woods it's my most feared thing. right but then when you're in the city you're most afraid of werewolves yeah so absolutely. so this cover between these books we're covering all of your fears now i'm gonna say going into this i i'm expecting scooby-doo situations i don't think there are supernatural elements in sweet valley high however uh, so far, I the these books have not been what I expected at all. Yeah, I had no idea that there was really any kind of conflict at all in these books, and I know nothing of these books other than seeing the the book covers. Right. When when do when do generally during book fairs at school? Yeah, or in the library like, at school. What age? To, I mean, they're marketed towards girls. Yeah, they're middle school. Uh, I mean, the the twins in the book I'm in the book summary. I don't know if they age uh, in the books. They're sixteen, so I imagine it's geared towards like thirteen year old girls. Yeah, some like it's aspirational. Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially like, you know, a lot of the stuff in this book, I'm like, 16 year olds can't do this shit by themselves and like, aren't given the X, Y, and Z responsibility. But when you're, you know, 12 or 13, you're like, oh yeah, that's, that's what I thought would happen once I'm 16 that, you know, I'll have my own apartment and a car and a job. Uh, my big burn, um, when we were like 12 and I'd see... 12 year old girls reading 17 magazine i'd always mm. just be like you know no 17 year olds actually read that thing. <laughs> oh wow tim <laughs> the original edgelord yeah well, i was right uh i would make similar and i don't know why none of them would go out on a date with me <laughs> i would make similar comments uh about the store forever 21 after we had turned 21, like, you can't go shopping at Forever 21. You're 23 now. That's Yeah, absurd. I mean, that's pretty funny. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, I mean, I know what your sense of humor is, Tim, and that's why you think it's very funny. Just how you think it's funny for a 13-year-old to be reading Seventeen magazine. Tom, no, I, we're, we're, we're on a video chat right now. Yeah. And I just had my water glass, and it was right next to the camera. Mm-hmm. 
So it made it look like the water glass was huge. Were you worried about me? No, I was about to drown in this water. I was excited for you. I thought you had finally got that big water glass you've been talking about. (laughs) Look, Tom, I'm drowning. Oh, uh, for the listener at home, Tim has put the water glass right in front of the camera. It looks like he's literally drowning in a a giant pool. Well, when you, (laughs) well, when you go close to the camera, Tim, Uh, it kind of ruins the illusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well. Anyway, as exciting as that must be for the listener to hear about. Um, I just thought it was a nice peek behind the curtain, Tom. It, it was. It really was. It's how special effects happen in movies. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you, this this book, it was nice for me to think about. I've been, uh, you know, doing like a... Uh, this week in particular, teen girls. It was nice of you to fantasize about the lives no, of teen it's girls. Just this week, I had like a bunch of like grown up things I had to do. I had to go get new. T- <laughs> I had to go get new tires for my car. I'm sure there isn't a Sweet Valley High book about you know how to shop for new tires. Yeah. Let me ask Tom, you can, what. Go ahead. I had I had a question left over from last week. <laughs> okay. Um, when we saw each other at a Best Buy. <laughs> yes. You had you had uh, you were harried when we met on the street, mm-hmm. um, and you had just come from an AutoZone store. No, I that just you come said from was the t- worst place on earth. No, I had just come from Target. I had come from, but the automotive section in Target. Oh, you told me that it was an AutoZone at the I time. I didn't tell you it was an AutoZone, Tim. You did. Why would I make that up? I don't know why you'd make that up. There's but not you even an auto zone. There's not an auto zone over there. I was coming out of a Target. What did you have to get there? A fix a flat, one of those things. Oh, and I had to get a um, coffee maker. Okay. A co- I was just wondering. I knew that you needed an urgent car thing. Yeah. You told me that you went to an auto zone. No, I didn't. And tell really, you, that. you went to Target. <laughs> No, I mean, um, we, we needed a coffee maker worse. The, my coffee maker stopped working, and I took it apart to try and fix it. Uh, it's not going to work. Well, and then at some point, I'm like, why am I trying to fix a $16 coffee maker I bought a decade ago? <laughs> like, why don't I just get a new coffee maker? What um, kind of coffee maker did you wind up getting? A Hamilton Beach. Ooh, an HB. Yeah. I mean, and I don't mean to brag, but this was a $20 coffee maker. It's got a built-in clock, and you might be thinking, oh, one of those old-fashioned analog clocks. No, baby, this one's digital. Do you ever set a timer for it to brew in the morning when you wake up? Uh, I Before you wake up? I do not. I, I have in the past, but I haven't needed to. Mostly because I have to walk my dog anyway, so it's like, eh, I start the coffee, walk the dog. And then when I come back, it's ready. It's a little routine. What? Oh, doing that? Yeah, you have a, you, you made yourself a routine in the morning. I yeah. like it. Well, I mean, I have to walk the dog. Yeah, but you've you've tempered it with coffee. You know, you, you built a little. Uh, it's nice. I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't trying to insult you, Tom. Yeah, Stop well. taking everything so seriously. <laughs> anyway, what was your question? 
What kind of coffee maker did you get? Oh, no. About why did you say, uh, the, oh, was it just what I bought at what you thought yeah, was an auto zone? When, when I saw you on the street, you were harried. Well, it was because. Um, and then you said, and then you said when we talked about it later on, on uh, the main feed episode last week, mm-hmm. um, that you urgently had to go get a, a, a car thing. Yeah. Um, and I, and I forgot to ask at the time, I thought it was uncouth to ask on, on a non paywalled podcast, (laughs) but I think you're more open here. Fix a flat. Yeah. And a spoiler. What's a fix a flat? It's a can to temporarily fix a flat tire to like with like air in it with air in it, but also with like incredibly sticky foam that goes inside the tire and then seals, you know, any holes that it, it winds up in in there. Tom, can I tell you something? What? I just watched the movie Used Cars, by, <laughs> directed by Robert Zemeckis. Yes. Um, this past week, like a couple days ago, mm-hmm. with my wife, and they use a fix-a-flat in that to, like, fix up uh, oh, like you a, know, one of the, used the lemons. Uh-huh. Yeah. And... My wife and I looked at each other and was like, is that a real product? <laughs> is that like a weird thing that was only around in like 1980? Or is this like a fantasy movie? Because we didn't know it was right in the beginning. <laughs> so we were like, is this is this world building right in the beginning? Um, and little did I know that our good friend Tom uh, bought and used that very product I, a I was few holding, days prior. I, it was in the very bag that you saw me holding. If I had only thought to ask. Right. If you, if I only you weren't turned so to my rude. wife and said, you know, that's a real product. Our friend Tom used it. Yeah, Tom uses it, you idiot. Well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't talk to my wife that way. We both didn't know if it was a real product. But but I'm saying in this situation, you would know. Yeah, but I still wouldn't call so my then wife would, an idiot, you would be, piece of shit. You would be well within your rights. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so I got a flat tire a while ago, and I, I may have talked about this on the podcast uh, we do another podcast called The Complete Guide to Everything. It's not it's not important, don't worry about it. Um I had to I, I went to like one of those uh like places where they flix fix flat tires and it was like one of the most confusing experiences that I've ever had in like buying something or whatever. Cause it's like a real like you know, dirty looking place. And then I walk in through the front door and the front door just leads to like an extremely tiny room where there are three men all looking, all watching videos on their phones. And I go, hey, uh, I have a and the place is called Flat Fix. And I'm like, hey, I'm parked outside of a flat tire and just nobody responds. (laughs) Yeah, those places are the worst. And then like eventually a guy gets up but doesn't acknowledge me and then like goes outside takes my tire off, fixes the fire. I mean, and in like, you know, in all fairness, it was $5 to fix it. So it's like, yeah, I'm not expecting, you know, uh, 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 a white glove glove service, (laughs) but still it was just like, all I was looking for was, okay, I'll be with you in a minute. (laughs) That's all. But anyway, uh, that didn't, I guess he didn't do that great of a job or whatever, because it didn't last. Uh, and it wasn't bad for a while. It would just like slowly lose air, like over months. 
But then uh, recently it was just losing air all the time. So I went and I got fix a flat, but I knew that's like very temporary. I think you're only supposed to use it for like uh, three days or something. So I had to go get new tires. And here's my question. Uh, the, the, you know, like tires have a locking lug. There's like one lug on each that, uh, you know, you need like the key to undo, uh, you know, so the guy's like, Hey, and I already knew this from getting the flat fix. He's like, I need that key. Uh, so I'm like, oh, okay, here's the key. And they fix the tires and everything. And I pay for everything and I'm ready to leave. And he's like, oh, by the way, uh, uh, the, the key broke and that lug broke. Uh, you're gonna have to go to the dealer to get a new one, I guess. I'm just like, oh, really? Like you broke something of mine, and, and this was a by the way as you were yeah, walking. Yeah, and out. this was just a like, hey, uh, just, you know, just FYI, we broke two of your things. Uh, yeah, you can just go to a dealer. I want to be like, I could go to a dealer to get fucking tires if I wanted to go to the dealer. Like, I don't want to. De- nobody ever wants to deal with the dealer afterwards. Like, right. <sighs> which is ironic because that's what. Yeah, they're named the dealer. Yeah. Anyway, it actually. I Who mean, deals with the dealer? It uh, didn't. Tom apparently. It it wasn't that big of a deal. Be, like I found uh, like the uh, the serial number or whatever, so I was able to just go on the website and order a new key and a new lug. But I mean, it's twenty five bucks for both of them, so it's not like it was free. Um, right. And then twenty five dollars from by my count. Yeah. Oh, and this entire time, by the way, like there's just no conversation happening. Like I tell them, I pull up and I'm like, yeah, you know, I, um, I got an email yesterday that my, my tires are in. They told me to just come in anytime. It's like, all right, park over there. And then they just, everybody disappears. And I'm like, all right, I guess I don't. Oh, and this is right after like food got delivered. So I'm like, I guess they're just eating lunch now. And like, nobody's told me how long this is going to take. Like, should I wait here? Should I not wait here? And then I realized like they, they're not paid to tell you what you should do. They're paid to do the work. Right. Uh, you know, but I'm saying somebody should be paid just to be like the guy that's like, Hey, just so you know, here's what's happening. Um, and to be honest, I don't think they need to pay. So I think they could probably pay one of the guys working there a dollar or two more an hour. <laughs> like your job is to just tell people what's going on when they come in here. Um, that, you know, this guy's spending hundreds of dollars on tires. You can tell him if you're doing it now or if it's going to be hours or what, uh, they had taken off my tires and then they disappeared when the food came. And I was like, Oh fuck, these guys are just like eating lunch. But I realized I'm like, Oh no, they're probably taking my tires off the rims. But then I'm realizing I'm like, I, they never like asked me my name or anything. What tires are they putting on my car? Like, how did they know? And I think it was just that, like, I think this is the kind of place where maybe nobody ever orders tires ahead of time. So it's just like, oh, no, we have one set that somebody ordered in. We know they're yours. But again, just telling me that would have, uh, you know, uh, eased my anxiety a little bit. Yeah. Or just given you any kind of indication of what you should be doing for the next yeah what i yeah just 10 minutes to five hours this is all i was looking for hey uh you said you have tire your name's tom yeah 
All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to take the tires in the back, put the new ones on. Uh, it'll take us, I don't know, about 20 minutes. All right. Yeah, great. That's all I was looking for. Literally yeah. that. And also if they broke something to tell me that before that I paid. <laughs> um, but then they, uh, you know, better customer service. Like, And I didn't complain or anything just because I was like, like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm, you know, I get that there's like not really anything they can do. Like, they don't mm-hmm. have this part. Um, but at the same time, like I would have appreciated if they were like, we broke it. We're going to take, you know, 10 bucks off or whatever. Cause you're going to have to go get a new one. Um, but then they did and I didn't complain or anything. Or even like a sarcastic, sorry, we <laughs> we're broke so your thing. sorry. Um, but then the guy, uh, one of the guys did email me today and he was like, Hey, the guys, uh, told me that they, sorry. Bro- that they broke your your stuff. I forget he might have apologized, but he was like, uh, "If you want to come back in on Saturday, uh, we can take the other locking lugs off you off the car to fix it for me." And I'm like, "But that doesn't fix it. Then it just makes my car easy to steal. like the tires easy to steal. <laughs> like I and also the the locking lugs. That was my other problem." Like where it's missing is normally like it's in the pattern of the other lugs. So I'm like, not just missing a lock, I'm missing a lug. And I'm like, well, that can't be good. Certainly you need right. all those lugs. Nah, most of them are just for show. I mean, this when I used to fix computers, a lot of times, you know, we would finish and there'd be extra screws and be like, well, I guess those screws weren't that important. I guess uh, we know better than the engineers. <laughs> what, how many screws do you need to keep this thing together? Tom, you better hope that that comment doesn't come back to bite you. Well, Somebody with a hopefully. computer from 2006. <laughs> yeah. The- Furious. But, uh, hopefully no, no former customers are listening to this. Tom, you read Sweet Valley High. What did you start with? I started with a werewolf, uh, uh, a date with a werewolf. And why did you choose these books? Is it because you find 16-year-old girls? Because it's back to... I was hoping you'd cut me off. And I was (laughs) going to say, interesting? It's because it's back to school time, Tim. Okay. I like to call it back to cool time. But. And these are Sweet Valley High books. They take place in a high school. Although this one does not. Yeah, pointedly, it seems like it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, so that's why. And like I've and I, I saw some people in the comments saying they're like, yeah, I've, you know, like I point out, this is the sixth best selling book series of all time. What are the top five? Harry Potter. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Perry Mason, I think, is number two. Perry Mason? Yeah. There are a lot of... We're really talking about old, of all time. A lot of Perry Mason books out there. Um, I mean, there's a significant advantage given to, you know, Harry Potter. It's like, oh, yeah, seven books, but Perry Mason had like 130 books. (laughs) Sweet Valley High (laughs) has around the same... um, But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, what I was saying was I saw people in the comments kind of saying, you know what? 
Well, some people were like, yeah, I read those as a girl. I would like to see how they aged. I'm curious. And then I saw other people saying like along your lines, like, uh, you know, yeah, I was a boy. You know, I remember as a boy, I remember seeing those books and thinking like, I'm curious about what that is. But like, eh, I'll get beat up or I'll get made fun of if I even like read a back cover. (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, true. And that's and that's always been kind of what I thought. Where I'm like, wow, there are over a hundred of these books. Like, what what are they? What what's the story? What's to them? I didn't even realize that it's centered on like uh, two protagonists, these twin girls. I thought it was like, oh, it's all the goings on at a high school, right? But no, apparently not. I'm sure there are ones that are like that, but not these it's ones. The Sweet Valley Twins. Yes. So, chapter one, Tim. We're, and these books are serialized, by the way. Oh, so were you? <laughs> so we're uh, just incredibly, like. I mean, how much could they possibly? Like, I, there, there's I, probably. You could probably. I was pick like, up a I'm going to have to read the 104 books before this if I want to know what's going on. I think they're serialized within like runs, kind of. Like, kind of like comic books, where it's like you don't have to start at, you know, Action Comics number one to understand what's happening in the latest issue of Superman. Superman? (laughs) But where did he come from and why? Yeah. Lois Lane? Can he lift a car over his head or not? Um, so I think, I think there are kind of like different runs of it and those are like a little more serialized, but this one, it just, so it just throws you in where they're in London. Is it, is it one person writing the whole series? Or I don't think so. Like there's, that? there's a pen name. There's a pen name that they're all under, but I, I'm not sure if that was a real person and then other people wrote, or if that was just always a pseudonym. Um, but chapter one, the, the, this book it started off with uh with some real action where can you tell me one thing too Mm -hmm. when was this book published i think this one was around the mid 90s okay oh awesome great um that was another thing when i was looking at all the books i was like all right mid 90s that's like around when we were like the target you know we weren't the target market but we were the target age right i'm curious so uh, the first line of the book, she's dead. Jessica's dead. Whoa. Who, first and, of all, my question is, who's Jessica? Right. Well, it turns out Jessica is one of the protagonists. One of the twins? One of the twins. Uh, and uh, um, I... Jessica Wakefield. Yeah. And I forget if it was Elizabeth saying this, who's her, her twin sister, but somebody's saying it. And... Um, uh, it's like a lot of, so like I said, you're thrown into a situation, but there's like a lot of info dumped right in the beginning to kind of get you up to speed. Uh, they're in London. They're at some like fancy Lord's house. They've spent the night. Why? <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, and by the I way, this is a book about any high school kids. Listen, they're, they're in London working. Uh, they've both got an internship. They've been in London for less than a week. They both have new boyfriends in London. <laughs> they are staying at a lord's uh, mansion uh, that is the father of one of their boyfriend. One of theirs boyfriend. Okay. All right. Well, what was their plan? Where were they staying before she hooked up with this? They were staying in a uh, like a house for um, 
international students. It oh, sounded yeah. kind of like a hostel, like a nicer hostel right. um, for like exchange students, essentially. Okay. She's dead. Jessica's dead. Right. And um, the uh, Elizabeth is is sobbing into her boyfriend Luke's shoulder um, and mentions that, uh, you know, it's her boyfriend Luke and that he's been her boyfriend since yesterday when they uh, kissed seriously for the first time. Okay. Uh, so Luke is Elizabeth's boyfriend. Elizabeth is the straight-laced one, too. I am not going to be able to keep track of this. <laughs> Jessica Jessica is the fun one, is the uh, the more spontaneous one. Uh, and Jessica is the one dating Robert Pembroke, Pembroke, uh, who his father is the Lord Pembroke, and that's whose uh, mansion they're staying at. Okay. She's a real gold digger, it seems like. Maybe. We'll see. She's she, in London for, well, for a week. She's and really... Suddenly she's somehow finagled her way into staying in a mansion yeah well you get the impression at least from elizabeth that like while jessica's not a hundred percent just like a you know a gold digger that she does like robert that like she's also real into the trappings of uh of you know this this rich extravagant life jessica loves the shop she loves the party uh she's into it but then we find out it's not Jessica in the bed, even though it's Jessica's bed, because Jessica comes in like, uh, what's all the commotion? And everybody's like, oh, God, we thought you were dead. And they're like, well, okay, who the hell is this? A, uh, a peasant. No, it turned out it was um, uh, Joy Singleton. Um, and we find that out when uh, one of the other guests comes running in and, and the guest is Joy's fiance. And that guest, Andrew Thatcher, also just happened to be London's chief of police, and he was also staying the night in this uh, oh, wow. <laughs> in this house. What are the odds? And his fiance was murdered uh, in, in mur- Jessica's bed. Yeah, and murdered. You want to know how she was murdered? With a knife. No, her throat was ripped out like a beast had done it. Yikes. Yeah, so it's like a... This is a grisly beginning to a yeah, Sweet Valley High Yeah, it's an extremely high, grisly... They sold these at the book fair? Yeah. And basically, like, once they realize it's not Jessica, pretty much everyone's relieved except her fiancé. Um, uh, oh, and then we find out in the same chapter that even though uh, both these girls, they've been in London less than a week, they both have boyfriends. Guess what? They both got boyfriends back in Sweet Valley, California, too. Oh, these two timers. Yeah. Um, oh, they're just looking to have some fun. Exactly. It's summertime. It doesn't count. Or I don't know if it's summertime. Whatever. They're out of the country. Um, <laughs> the uh, uh, What was the thing? I remember there was all these rules in like uh, college where it's like. Oh, was different it, like, area, area codes. Code? Yeah. Yeah. Or zip code. But I think it was mostly area code. Like, yeah, yeah man. Zip code is too small. Yeah. But hey, man, different area code doesn't count, man. Yeah. Nowadays, people don't even know the area codes with cellular telephones and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot of stuff in this book that's very funny in, uh, I assume, an American wrote this book in like how they interpret British people. 
we're literally um, uh, Robert, you know, the son of the, the Lord. He takes charge of the information. He calls the butler, Alistair, call the constable, set up extra chairs in the parlor and be prepared to serve tea. <laughs> that sounds like London to me. <laughs> yeah. um, and Alistair, of course, is like, right away, my lord. And, you know, yeah. g- goes That's and That's how it, it goes there, Tom. You know, you've been there. That's true. Um, we should be there right now. In normal years, we'd be uh, I know. in London getting our throats ripped out <laughs> by a werewolf. So uh, um, we find out, and like right away, right away, Elizabeth's like, my boyfriend Luke's been like talking about werewolves like crazy. I think this was a werewolf because there was a similar murder that I guess they happened upon in the last book. Um, and then she's like, and then Jessica's like, oh, yeah. And Joy wanted to switch rooms with me because her room was too bright because of the full moon outside. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's a classic hallmark sign. of a, were- a werewolf. Yeah, attack. a werewolf. A werewolf. Um, I was just trying to be cute, Tom. <laughs> um, then we I'm introducing on books the podcast by uh, by little stinker character. <laughs> I don't um, like werewolves. The then all of a sudden within the same chapter we just jump to a completely set uh, different set of characters that like a little bit later I realize oh okay these are different girls that are also in the staying at the the house. That, that these girls are staying in. Are they also from Sweet Valley High? No. Uh, one's Australian. I'm not sure the nationality of the other ones. Okay. But even in this... Well, how do you know she's Australian? Does she always say mate at the end of everything? Yeah. She says good day to everybody when she sees yeah. them. But even this, I'm like, wait a minute. Who the hell are these people? It took me a while to realize, like, oh, this is where the girls are normally staying, but they weren't staying there this time. It was a little confusing. But I do like how economical the writing is in this. Like, Tom Reynolds, confused by the Sweet Valley High Just series. this story moves so fast and just is like, hey, pick it up as you go along. Figure out, use context clues. Figure out who all these people are. Um, so the, the, one of the girls, Portia, is getting ready to do a play. And, like, it's her debut on a London stage. I think everything takes place on, like, a, an incredibly condensed, like, sitcom-esque timeline. Where okay. I think this girl, Portia, also just got there that week. Auditioned for a play on, like, the East End and got the lead role or whatever. And now is opening night. Um, right, things move fast in London. You've been there, Tom. And we find out that... It's like kind of a throwaway line where where she's like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be such a good uh, if I'm, you know, I'm nervous about it. I don't know if I'm going to be good. One of the girls is like, no, you're a great actress. Remember the entire time we knew you, we all hated you until you told us that you were just practicing for a role. And that was just you acting and you were completely different after that. (laughs) So apparently this character was in the last book as just like a asshole like antagonist and i guess towards the end she revealed like no that was me practicing a part that's not what i'm like at all have you ever heard of method acting (laughs) exactly and and all i'm thinking is like well doing that is also being a type of asshole (laughs) 
that's yeah. that doesn't just completely excuse you. But these they're fine. Um, and then we also find out that not only does Elizabeth have a London boyfriend, a Sweet Valley boyfriend, she's got a French guy she's been stringing along. They were in France recently, and now the French guy's around too. And she's the straight-laced one? Yeah. Um, Good for her. And so then we we go back to the house, and Elizabeth tries to put the gore out of her mind to concentrate on the excitement of being in the middle of a real Agatha Christie-style English murder mystery. (laughs) There's a woman with her throat ripped out upstairs, and this guy grieving his fiance, and she's like, well, I got to forget about that and just focus on the exciting part here. It's pretty whimsical when you think about it. Yeah, and I forget what happened, that I, why I wrote this note down, but I wrote down Robert did it. So in the first chapter, I already have a guess that Robert did it. Robert's the son. Um, the constable... Con- Robert is, is Elizabeth or Jessica's boyfriend? Jessica's boyfriend, and he is the... the party girl. The, yeah. yeah, and he is the son of the Lord or whatever. Okay. Not God. He's not Jesus. Um, oh, and... and uh, uh, we're told that, you know, all, all the, the, the royalty, they're able to like very quickly, um, like they always look presentable and she's like, you know, Robert like disappeared for 20 minutes and like came back, like showered and, uh, uh, you know, well-dressed and, uh, his, and, uh, the, his cravat was perfectly, uh, straight or straightened. So this guy's wearing a his cravat, what? his, a cravat. Look it up. It's like the thing that like like 18th century English royalty would wear. Like it's like a neck thing. Oh, yeah. A neckband. Yeah. The forerunner of a modern tailored necktie and bow tie. Right. It is not something modern day young royalty wears. But it looks nice. It does look and nice. And it was the 90s, Tom. Um, Do you think any of these guys knew uh, Princess Di? Yeah, I think they may have even been related to her. Yeah, by marriage. Right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think it's later. There's, there's a, yeah, there's another character we meet that is supposed to be the youngest daughter of the Queen of England. Nice. Um, Isn't that somebody that we could look up? <laughs> yeah. I don't think the Queen of England has any daughters. Oh, we're going to get letters. Princess Anne? Oh, Princess Anne, yeah. It's not Princess Anne. <laughs> this teenager isn't Princess Anne. I think it's like in an alternate universe, because they never say Queen Elizabeth, just the Queen of England. So I think it's Princess like, Anne has a cool punk rock ha- haircut. Ah, Is she still alive? Yeah, I think so. Um... She's got a cool punk rock haircut. They're talking to the constable. And so we find out Jessica's like, uh, like, oh, I couldn't have done this. Besides, I'm only a teenager. So then we find out she's lying about her age to Robert. Robert doesn't know she's 16. Robert's 20 years old. I don't know what the Whoa. what the laws are like in England, but uh, it's it's uncouth to say the least. Yeah. Um, I, but you are clear on the age of consent in in all fifty U.S. states, right, Tom? You know it like encyclopedically. No. Um, oh, and we find out that like Thatcher, 
that's not Margaret Thatcher. Thatcher is the uh, the fiance. Him and Lord Pembroke have some kind of a secret, uh, but we don't know what it is. Uh, that was just the first chapter, too, Tim. Uh, so I got to try and move a little quicker here. Chapter two, uh, there's a cook. Her name's Maria. She's plump. It's frequently pointed out that she's plump, the plump cook Maria. She's pretty and plump. Okay. Um, uh, Elizabeth starts questioning her and Alistair. Uh, like about their whereabouts and they like just answer her and it's like this is a 16 year old girl they don't know she's 16 that's true but um, that's the thing well we'll get to it later but uh, anyway they answer her questions um, and she finds out that uh, Alistair and Maria are afraid of Lord Pembroke but then like a little further questioning Maria admits that she saw somebody in the hallway like at four o'clock in the morning and didn't recognize him. And it's like, wait, you didn't tell the cops that you like, you're going to go to jail lady. And this 16 year old cracked you. Anyway, she, uh, and then she also finds, she goes to investigate the room, even though the police have been over it. And she finds something the police missed, which is uh, animal fur on the doorway, like stuck in a crack. So she's you know like, what? well, this werewolf. Book is called freaking a date with a werewolf. a werewolf. Yeah, like let's let's stop dancing around the fact <laughs> that they're all discovering that it might be a werewolf. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, uh, we we jump back to I forget who we find out that there's this character Lena and she's Eliana and uh, she's a mi- she's the the princess and she's missing. Because she like ran away to like you know not be a princess, and she's staying at the at the house. It's tough being a royal, yeah. But there's like uh, you know all the tabloids they're looking for him. Oh, the twins they're working for the London Journal, which is like I can't tell if it's a real newspaper or a tabloid. And I think Lord Pembroke owns the the newspaper. I think that's how you know he got me- mis- mixed up in all this, or how the girls got mixed up in all this. Um, uh, Jessica tells herself she like starts to get upset. Um, and then she tells herself, no, Joy would want us to enjoy ourselves in London. She wouldn't want us to be sad about her. It's like the woman's not even cold yet. I bet she'd be like, no, I don't give a flying fuck if you're happy in London, girls. Figure out who murdered me. Um, uh, oh, then we all. Did Joy even like know her, know them? I guess I think like I think she met him once or something maybe mm-hmm. uh, like earlier that night. Um, Jessica tells Elizabeth, like you don't, you're just jealous that I'm in love with Robert and you don't want me to be happy. This is the first time I've been in love since Sam died, and now you're thinking, well, who the hell's Sam? Sam is Jessica's old boyfriend who Elizabeth killed in a car accident. What? Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth are driving, but like, I guess that was a whole book and then it was revealed that like Elizabeth wasn't to blame at all. Well, of course. Yeah. Straight laced. Um, But anyway, we find out there's some kind of scandal in the Pembroke background. A lot of werewolf talk now. Luke is into werewolves. 
Luke gives Elizabeth a talisman to wear to ward off werewolves that he happens to have. Um, finally, three chapters in, Jessica sings the Warren Zevon song, Werewolves of London. Nice. Yeah. Uh, um, we find out, we learn about them uh, working at the at the newspaper and like they're just interns at the newspaper. Uh, but and they're given like um, shitty stories all the time to cover. But even still, I'm like, I was a college intern at America's Most Wanted, and all they made me do was answer fan mail and like sort tapes. <laughs> these girls got to go report on stories, and they're like, yeah, but these aren't the exciting stories. <laughs> we want to solve murder cases. Uh, there, am- I was an in- I was an intern at DreamWorks Records, and I got to run all the contests on online for people to win uh signed cds from the all-american rejects why didn't you ever why didn't you rig it so i could win oh, did you want a signed cd from the yeah, all-american I want a, a signed cd from the i would have taken an unsigned one no oh, i mean i had i had access to the whole closet for promo items if you if i had known well, thanks for nothing we also had a shit ton of uh, Jimmy Fallon's uh, t- t- uh, t- t- comedy album. A classic. Yeah. He had a whole uh, a lot of bits about troll dolls. <laughs> he knew his audience. Uh, um, the, uh, the editor needs somebody to cover a story, and it's that uh, some like college kid got... Uh, uh, hit in the head with a sink, like somebody dropped a sink on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and on the lighter side of the news. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And they're like, well, that's not a serious story. And they're like, now we need to go to the hospital and like interview the guy. And they're like, oh, well, did somebody want him dead? Is this a murder story? And he's like, nah, it's just a carpenter. Uh, he was putting in a new sink and you want to take the old sink all the way downstairs. So you just threw it out the window. It's like, that is a story. This guy should be in jail for like attempted yeah. manslaughter. Like yeah. surely that is a, an extreme workplace violation. <laughs> um, so uh, Elizabeth sees this as a chance to like get rid of Jessica. And she just knows like Jessica's, uh, I guess like horny all the time. And it's just like, oh, a college student. And she goes You're off. talking about a 16-year-old. <laughs> she goes to interview the, the college boy because she's like, ooh, a college boy. Um, Elizabeth takes it upon herself, Tim, to disguise herself as Jessica. She lets her hair down and puts on some lipstick. And wouldn't you know it, a dead ringer for Jessica. She goes to interview Lady Pembroke, who's like at a different house and had her mink stolen. Uh, under the, the guise that she's investigating the mink. But really what she's after is trying to figure out like what the scandal is within this family and to see if it somehow relates to what's going on. Because Elizabeth's like super suspicious of the Pembrokes, that they're involved in vampire, not vampire, werewolfism. And they had something to do with this death. Um, All right. But she's like... I she, mean, it's worth exploring, I guess. Yeah. And, like, Lady Pembroke is kind of a jerk, you know, like, a real uptight. And she tells her, I find you to be a boorish, ill-bred young woman. Um, so they, you know, she, she gets thrown out of the house. 
uh, she meets back up with Jessica and Jessica goes, what a waste. The guy who got clobbered wasn't even good looking. Tons of acne and no neck. Yikes. Yeah. It's like, well, he wasn't trying to. It's not his fault. You know, he was recuperating in the hospital from a violent accident. (laughs) Sorry he wasn't up to your beauty standards, Jessica. Yeah, Jessica's a little shallow. Yeah. Um, Robert mentions to Jessica, like, oh, my mom was real mad about, uh, you know, the questions you were asking her. And she's like, huh? So, you know, Jessica, fine. Hey, Elizabeth, you were pretending to be me, you jerk. But that happens all the time. Uh, it this happen- can't be the first time they they pulled that 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 old uh, that old scheme. Well, it happens uh, two chapters later. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, she meets up. Uh, Elizabeth meets up with Renee. That's the the Frenchman. And somehow Renee knows. He's like, what is that pentagram you're wearing? Is that a talisman against werewolves? Like, what? How does, how would somebody know that? And I've never heard of a talisman to ward off werewolves, especially not a pentagram. Who knows? Anyway, uh, chapter five, not much happened, honestly. Uh, Jessica thinks Elizabeth is jealous and trying to ruin her relationship. Robert's like, we should get away and go to Stonehenge. I'm like, whoa, oh, cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. um, Elizabeth goes to the movies with her boyfriend and sees The Howling, which is about werewolves. Yeah. Uh, then after, cool. well, you like this. Chapter six, after that, they go to the Slaughtered Lamb Pub. Ooh. Yeah. Heard of it, I think. Just, yeah, the one in New York. They can't go to the pubs. They're too young. They're having coffee. Okay. They the drinking age is eighteen there, Tim. So at sixteen, you can go have coffee in a pub. Are pubs open right now in the UK? I'm not I sure what the current status is. Football games in the pub on Instagram. I, I, I they must be. I don't think they're like faking this. Yeah. No, I think I forget. I remember like a a while ago, it was like oh, you can make reservations at pubs with outdoor gardens, and you can go yeah. there. But I'm not sure what I don't know what the current uh, status yeah. is there. This I mean, this story doesn't take for anyone. COVID-19. So. <laughs> exactly. Are you trying to say the story is not believable <laughs> um, for anybody curious in New York? Still, still no indoor dining, right? New York City. Yeah. Not I for think, another week or so. I yeah. Think on like September 29th or something, which is a bad idea. But anyway, um, I don't uh, think anybody's really going to go. Oh, eh, idiots will. Hmm. Um, Elizabeth once again disguises herself as Jessica to go talk with uh, Lord Pembroke because she knows Lord Pembroke likes Jessica. You keep keep yawning and it's making me yawn. Mute your video when you do that. I'm not tired. Turn off my video. No, I don't want to. No, Tim, come on. Well, now I can't see you. Um. We find out that Pembroke lost the love of his life at some point. And then we also find out, coincidentally, werewolves are his passion. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Why? Well, I can't see you now. You told me to turn off my video, I so told I turned you to off mute, my video. No, I said mute it when you yawn so you don't make me yawn. 
Jeez, oh, why don't you just close your eyes when you see me start to yawn? <laughs> I guess you're right. I, you know what? I will start to do that. <laughs> um, Wait, hold on. Who the dad is into yeah, werewolves? Yeah, he's really into werewolves, but sexually. No, get this. This is what he wants to do. He wants to hunt a werewolf so he can stuff it and put it in his mantle. Uh, I mean, who on, wouldn't want uh, that? If I had a mansion, I would want to stuff a werewolf. And well, then we find out that he's used his his position as like the head of as the owner of the newspaper to suppress some of the details coming out. Pure because there have now been three grisly murders that all seem werewolf related and a dog. Um, he suppressed the details because he's worried that a bunch of werewolf hunters will descend on London to all try and that there's like, you know, tons of guys in the world that would love to hunt and stuff a werewolf to have in their collection. Uh, and he doesn't want that. He doesn't want the competition. Um, and then we find out that uh, this book is bonkers. This book it's, is it's not really crazy. This. Yeah, it barely makes any sense to me. Then we find out he has a cigarette case that he found. I forget what it was. It was like very vague because they wanted to have like a big surprise where it's like he looked at the cigarette case that he found in a place where it shouldn't have been because if somebody had found it, then they would know who the killer was. The killer, of course, the owner of the cigarette case. <laughs> and then finally they, they say, oh, Robert owned the cigarette case. So it's like, oh, like I said, Robert. Which, of course, now means it's not going to be Robert. Um, and uh, Elizabeth comes back to the to the main house or whatever. Maria is dead. Maria was the maid. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, she's dead. Throat she ripped saw out. Somebody. Oh my god. Yeah, and then that that was the end of uh, chapter six. So that's half the book. This book is scarier than I thought it would be. A lot of throats getting ripped out. To be honest yeah. with you. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's it's definitely like more uh more uh, uh adult than I expected. There's no cursing. And I'm trying to remember there was one instance where, yeah, where one of the girls was like, well, you should mind your own darned business. And Man. like it, it stuck out a little bit. But like, uh, I don't know, violence wise, <laughs> that's fine. You don't see any of the violence. You just see the aftermath. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, you're still giving kind of like, you know, some grisly details about like throats being ripped out. Yeah, I, and like I feel puddles, like, pools of blood, things like that. I feel if like if middle school age boys knew that this kind of stuff was going on in Sweet Valley High books, it wouldn't have been such a so uh, taboo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would have read this book. Yeah, I like to read about throats getting ripped out as a teen. I read so many books when I was a kid. I don't remember friggin' any of them. <laughs> I, I don't remember the plots or or characters in any of them. Do you remember anything about what happened in Super Fudge? Uh, I do remember some of those books, like weird uh, minor details. Beezus and Mar- Ramona. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There was some book, like a series of books that I did get into that were like weren't too far off from this but like for boys 
Or it was just kind of about like, you know, there wasn't like a supernatural element or anything to it. It's just like boys in high school or in yeah. middle school or whatever. That's cool. Yeah. Those seem like they're easy to write. I mean, but also I don't know. I didn't know that they had like a whole bunch of werewolves. Uh, yeah. Werewolves and throat ripping outs. Yeah. Well, like I said, out. I mean, uh, it's a very easy read. It's it's written, you know, uh, very. For kids. Well, it's written very economically and like, you know, short sentences and stuff like very readable, uh, which which isn't necessarily easy. Uh, you know, uh, that's, uh, you know, one one of the marks of like, a, you know, an amateur writer is, you know, like long floor, you know, a sentence that's like a paragraph long or whatever. Uh, it can be tough to be to, to do it this way. Tim, yeah. if it's so easy, why don't you write a Sweet Valley High fan fiction? Maybe I will. Maybe I have. <laughs> Maybe I've already written a dozen. Uh, Maybe right, I've Tom, just well, been pretending I don't know everything about Jessica and Elizabeth. I'm legitimately interested in seeing how this turns out because if it does turn out that it's going to be you know one of the characters we met and right. not an actual werewolf, somebody is ripping people's throats <laughs> right. out yeah no i'm very curious too like i hope that there's not like a weird bait and switch at the end like i hope that this is like a legitimate mystery which it seems like it is so far like it is not too dissimilar from like an agatha christie where it's like uh or even like you know uh, a good example a recent uh movie knives out where it's like Oh, right away, like, everybody's a suspect. Everybody's right. got weird secrets that they're uh, keeping from other people. Um, so, yeah, I'd be disappointed if it's like, oh, no, it turned out it was, you know, a random drifter. <laughs> uh, yeah. or, I, or I'd be disappointed if it is a werewolf. Because, again, I don't think... And that's another thing, reading the book, like, as they're talking about werewolves, I'm just thinking, like... I couldn't imagine, you know, the this uh, chief of police who's like morning. He's apparently very young. It sounds like he's maybe like in his mid early 20s. Um, I don't know how he's the chief of police already, but whatever. Um, you know, his his fiance has been violently murdered. And if like, you know, these two teenage girls came up with their notebook and they're like, we think it was a werewolf. <laughs> like, could you please leave me alone? <laughs> Can somebody take these two American girls trying to tell me a werewolf killed my wife out of here? Fiance. Yeah, come on, Tom. That's all I could think about that. I'm like, if somebody heard them talking about, and they're like aware of it, you know, that like it is crazy, but they're not, they don't think it's as crazy as it actually is. But we'll see. Maybe it was a werewolf. Yeah. It's a fictional world. Anything can happen. Anything can happen, and that's why we often escape to books. Hey, for Books the Podcast, I'm Tim. And I'm Tom. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for being patrons.